What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with another episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 54. We back at it, bro. We we keep taking these layoffs, but we have bumps in the road eventually sometimes in life and we have to come um we have to come out of those and now we're here. We are here recording, finally bringing you some content for what happened over the weekend, which is good content. Really good content that we're going to get into. And we we had UFC 261. We have Andy Ruiz to look forward to. We have the NFL draft tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So there's a lot of things I want to run down in a in a decent amount of time. So let's go ahead and get started with our first topic. UFC 261 happened over the weekend on Saturday night. What the night? Which was amazing. Like UFC always does. Every time they put a, a card, especially a stacked card, in front of a live audience. And to be honest, I think the live audience was... I mean, I was good without it, right? We're like, because no, I, no, I know it, at the time it, you had to settle. It made and a you, big difference, bro. And you wanted just to see fights, so I guess you had to settle. But when when you saw yesterday, when you saw them, um, when you saw them not yesterday, when you saw them on, over the weekend, and you saw them live, it just brought a big, complete different atmosphere to the whole card, to the whole, it, to the to the weekend. I heard. Florida was popping over, over the weekend because um, they had UFC and they, I think they had a top rank uh, uh, card also. I think both of them were. Yeah, I think both of them were there. It was on Friday, right? I mean, not in Miami, in Florida, but they were they were all in Florida. Yeah. So they had fans and and it, it was a vibe from what I hear. But um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, on in in the undercard of UFC 261, I I did not get to see the the first two, so I didn't get to see the breaking of the leg and. Uh, and uh, Anthony Smith's uh, leg kick that he gave his opponent, and and what happened to his leg. I was having technical difficulties to say the least, but um, but I did see eventually. You know, everything gets put on social media, so I did get to see everything and the results and um, and the feedback. But it's crazy the fact that Chris Weidman. Um, I was I was talking. The following day with one of uh, my sister's boyfriend, and she was tell- he was telling me that, I didn't know this, honestly, but he told me that it was crazy at the fact that when Anderson Silva broke his leg, it was against Chris Weidman. So Chris Weidman ended up breaking his leg in the same way. He kind of like came full circle. Yeah. Uh, not wishing karma on anybody, but it was crazy that it happened to him out of all people. And almost in the exact same fashion. So it was crazy from what I've heard. Excuse me, from what I've heard um, from from uh, media platforms is like he's already had surgery. He had surgery the next day, came out good, and he already flew back to his hometown. And the recovery process starts now. It's just uh, the waiting game now. Just recover. And he said it that he wants to continue fighting. So which is crazy, you know, with an injury like that, you would probably consider or uh maybe want to relax on fighting but i mean they're fighters i'm i'm not so that only was, they know that was the second time he broke it right i don't think so i don't think he'd broken his leg before maybe no. he has leg injuries and stuff like that but in a broken leg like that no, no, no. wasn't but wasn't that his second leg injury i'm not sure honestly i heard from somebody I mean, you can't believe everybody uh after one one to me after rolling my ankle, I don't even want to use my, you know, that one leg. 
and the pain that came a, with that. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. And I've I've suffered from a broken leg. Let's just say I don't use that leg unless it's necessary. Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy that the fact that he's talking about wanting to come back and continue fighting, but like I said, he's been fighting his whole career, so there's there's no it's no uh surprise that he wants to continue fighting. If anything, avoid the kicks with that leg. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It definitely is crazy. So, um and then in the Anthony Smith fight, I didn't really get to see. I just saw the the, the like I said the highlight. I saw a big uh, right leg kick which was to the left of the his opponent's uh it was pretty much on the knee and his and his knee just gave out. Like he tried to stand uh he eventually like took him took Anthony Smith down. That's pretty much all I saw. But I, when I saw that they stopped it, he couldn't really stand on his own. Um, I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen to Sean O'Malley where he falls all of a sudden and he doesn't know what the hell's going on to his leg where he can't he can't stand. I've seen it happen to Henry Cejudo. I think they say you hit a certain nerve that just makes your leg go numb, and it's not. It it takes a while, but it's you can regain. Uh, full movement of of that leg within time. Um, some people weren't were not uh, they weren't happy with the stoppage. There was a lot a lot of stoppages that people didn't un, didn't really like. But um, but I mean I guess at the end of the day you're looking for their safety and you don't want to give um, not necessarily you're not giving the 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 other guy the uh, the upper hand. But there's a mismatch now when the guy doesn't really have a, a second leg to stand on. So I guess you can say it, it was for his best, but obviously he didn't like that decision. But it had decision had to be made, and it, and it was made, and and uh, fight had to be stopped after that. So Anthony Smith gets the win, and uh, then you have the th- one of three championship fights that happened in this card, which was Valentina Shevchenko versus um, Jessica Andrade. And to me, going into this fight, I honestly thought this would be her biggest test because Andrade is a bigger fighter, coming down in weight. She carries a lot of power. And I honestly thought that she would give her a little bit more trouble than what she did. Did you see the dominance that Valentina? Yeah, she actually looked like the bigger person, like the bigger fighter in this fight. And normally it's uh, Andrade that just, you know, kind of, uh, how do you call it? She imposes her will. Yeah, she, on fighters. She manhandles. Yeah, pretty everybody. much everybody. She looks strong. She's yeah. like naturally big. She's, like her her nature is just to grab you and slam you. You know, like because she can do it. Yeah, like going into the fight, you can say who's the str- who looks the strongest, and it would be Andrade. Yeah. She looks naturally stronger, but sometimes you got to think about fundamentals. Like whose fundamentals are more there that you can rely on. To overshadow and trump somebody else's power, take them down and you dominate them. You dominate, 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 and that's exactly what Andrade. I mean, excuse me, uh, Shevchenko did. She was just all over her, and I, I can't even honestly. I don't even know how many takedowns she had. She took her down like four or five times. Yeah, which was crazy. I was just like, how's this smaller person taking down this this uh, more uh, powerful and and looks more heavier girl and or female. And but like I said, it just comes down to fundamentals. I think that her, her instinct, her, her experience is just she's a champion for a reason. She took her down. She dominated her. Ended ended up in a crucifix position and just elbowing, 
hit her into the face. She couldn't do anything. She pretty much, I want to say, uh, Andres was trying to go to for like a, a like a release. So she was probably gonna try to bench her up. Mm-hmm. I, that's this is my what my, you saw my my mind. Yeah, my my point of view. She was trying to kind of like just like throw her off with her strength. Okay, but nah. Didn't happen. Now, Valentina was so smart. She was like, you know what? You're going to open yourself up she, for me to just pound on you. And it was, and it's crazy in the mentality that goes into play with the movement that you said. Like, she tried to push her off and to know what you're going to do as soon as you see that opening. Like, you see that opening, you yeah. turn into the crucifix position, and it's over. Yeah. Like, she can't do anything. She can't have her, her arms are both tied together. Yeah. Pretty much what a crucifix position is, is like your arms are stretched out. One side, she's locking you with her legs. And the other side, she has you with the arm, with one arm, and now she's just pounding you, just completely. You're 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 out of it. There's no way. You just got to be moving your head side to side, hoping that she misses everything she throws. And she just was more aggressive. She got more aggressive, throwing elbows, throwing uh, hammer fists, and doing everything she could to get the fight over with. Obviously, she ended up getting sliced open with one of the elbows, which caused blood to come out, and which makes the scene a whole lot worse. And it came to a stoppage. Which was rightfully so, to the fact due to the fact that she was just getting dominated, getting pretty demolished. They took her out of uh, some very difficult times. Pretty much, she was. Those were probably the worst two round. Was it? Was it two rounds? Yeah, it was two rounds. It, the worst two rounds yeah. that I believe that were uh, of her career because she's she's been she's hung in there with some of the best. But this one is just different. She she was cut different for real. So Valentina Shevchenko continues her streak. She is on a winning streak. She can't seem to find an opponent to save her life. Do you think uh, her having a baby kind of... You're talking about Andrade? Andrade. Yeah. What about her? Her having a kid, you know, now her... Because I want to say after her last fight, didn't she say she was looking forward to... like, Like, Hold on. Are you thinking about Amanda Nunes? I am thinking about. Yeah, Amanda Nunes. I was about to say. Never mind. Let me let me let me <laughs> kill that, that. take. You know, kill. But, edit. Uh, but yeah, she continues to move on. So I don't understand, or I mean, we all understand that we're kind of not frustrated, but we're scratching our heads on who could be the possible next opponent for her. Somebody that is willing to go down, because I'm pretty positively sure that she's not going to want to move up, Valentina. So. Somebody would might have to come down and possibly fight. They were throwing the name out there, right? They were throwing. This was before this obviously ha- took place. But if um, let's hope everybody knows the results of the, all these fights before I say this. But if Zhang Wei Li would have won the fight, they were mentioning a potential fight between Zhang Wei Li and Shevchenko, yeah. like for Wei Li to move up and fight Shevchenko. But uh, that's not happening. No. Yeah, she's got other business to handle. So right now, the we're we're just gonna wait to see who she ends up fighting because Valentina did mention that she wants to continue to be active. Yeah. So that's a that's a good thing because it, it, she's entertaining. I like to see her dominance and I like to see what she what tools she sharpens for the next fight. So after that, we have, we get to the co-main event. Let's talk. Let's talk about the co-main event. For which, in my opinion, this was the most intriguing fighting of the whole intrig, intriguing fight of the whole card. For me, the more competitive, the more um, even fight yeah. that you really... The most even, for sure. Yeah, but, you but, couldn't put but your money the, on. But the Valentina and the Andrej fight was pretty even, too. Just, I want to say, Valentina just 
Fam. She she had the, the game plan more figured out. There were odds of Valentina minus fifteen hundred or minus two thousand. For real? Yeah, that's how big for, for favorite she was. Damn. She was heavily favored in this fight. Um and Doug so, Rose and, and Jean Wei Li, it was more even, like plus one sixty, not not too much. It was that much much more even. Uh I was personally going for Thug Rose. We weren't able to record to make our predictions like uh, I would have liked to uh, due to health reasons, but I was taking Thug Rose. I took Thug Rose too. If you followed us on uh, We Could Be Wrong podcast on Instagram, oh, no. did I take Wei Li? I put the I put the uh, I put my picks at least uh, on the uh, on the on on our story, and I had took Thug Rose to win um, the title just because I like her coach, bro. Her coach to me is the best coach in the game right now. In the game, there's nobody fucking with him right now, and I just feel like um, I she was more fundamentally sound as well. She was evenly on everything. She and I like the way she mentioned it in some of the uh, I, I think I want to say is the embedded series where she said Jean Wei Li is a combination of all her opponents. Like her striking was kind of like Joanna. Mm-hmm. Her wrestling was no. Her striking was like um, I think she said like Tisha Torres, and then. Uh, she compared it to Joanna. She compared it to uh, I think Michelle Watterson or somebody like that, with uh, with their uh, her whole game. So she pretty much had her locked. Uh, but never did I think she would finish the way she did. How surprised were you when you when you saw that that leg kick that dropped there? Because my mouth dropped. Yeah, I was just like, fan. Uh, I was shocked too because I didn't think Wei Li would leave herself that open or. I didn't think something like that could hurt her. I didn't because she's it, been in some rough, yeah, rough, for, raw battles. I mean, you just saw her last fight with Joanna Unjacek. They went through hell, yeah, like complete hell. And but I guess it's just when you get hit with that right certain uh, move, and you get hit in the right place, it could put you down. And for her, she was very frustrated with the decision, and she was very. Uh, emotional. She was uh, definitely caught her off guard. She didn't think she was gonna go down like that. She woke up. She got up. She was like, "Nah, screw that." that know, that's what I mean. Let's go back. Let's well, run it back. She was. She was more pissed off that they stopped it. Uh-huh. You know, but like the, the broadcast said with Joe Rogan and uh, and DC and, and and John Anik, they said they all agreed that this was the right call to make, even though it kind of seemed early. But she was out. Like as soon as she got kicked, she felt right to her back like her head slammed and she was out like completely out for me and it was to stop us at that time the fact that you got you were able to get up right away after that and and uh and try to claim your your innocent not your innocent but like your 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 uh your case plead your case to why you shouldn't have stopped the fight but me looking at it you just got hit and you fell flat on your back and now she's hammering you down. I have to stop it. Like you took a, uh, you took, you were on your feet. You took a hit. You fell flat on your back. That's number one. I'm already cautious. Like, oh damn, she's hurt. And now you got her on top of you, just pounding you. And it's just like I have to stop it. I have to stop it. Now the fact that you're upset with me that I had to stop it, well, you gave me no option, right? That's that's the point of view, uh, in, in the referee that he has to be the one to look out for the fighter safety and. Whether you like it or not, the right decision was made, 
and it was stopped at the right time. And Thug Rose regained her title, and she made history again because they say nobody has lost her title and regained, at least a woman, a female, um, has never lost the same belt and, and regained it again. So she's a two-time strawweight champion. Yeah, I think she, I think they're strawweights. Yeah, I think I want to say they're strawweight. Flyweight? Look it up. Um, but yeah, she, so she regained her, her, um, her title. Hopefully, most likely, the rematch is coming, which is even I better. Need, I need to see that. Which rematch. is even better. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just amazing. Like we get to see this again. Yeah. Um, hopefully, they come to terms and they agree and they make this fight happy before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's the 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 essence of this of this sport is that you're you you're left you're it fucks with your emotions like completely like you're watching it and you're like excited you're you're your stomach is pounding. You're just like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm finally seeing them go at it. And then boom. And then you're just like with your mouth open like, what the hell just happened? And adding the fans behind that uh, also made it that much more better. So I just feel like the right person won. She had the right game plan. She executed her opportunity and got the victory. So now it, it just comes down to like like Jean Weili. I like what she said before the after the fight. She said... Rose has lost, Ioana has lost, Andrade has lost, and now I've lost. But they've all came back from those losses, and I believe I'm going to come back and, and be better than what I was, which is the right mentality to go about it. I know it wasn't. It made her look like a sore loser somewhat in the in the, in the the cage, but but outside, you know, after she got her emotions went down, she evaluated the situation and most likely resaw the footage of her going down. She probably realized that it was the right decision to make. Um, probably still doesn't agree with it, but it, it, she's more comfortable and ex- has accepted the, the situation and now is in the process of moving forward to try and regain that belt. Strawweight. Strawweight, right? Okay, so I was right. Um, so hopefully we'll get to see that before the end of the year. Now, let's get to the main event, which was... It wasn't my... my uh, and still... wasn't my... Uh, like I said, the most intriguing fight for me was the Coleman event. The main event, I already knew what was going to happen. Mm. Not, not in the did fact. Do you believe that it could have gone? No, bro. I, not now. I no. Just because I said what I just said does not mean I knew the way it was going to finish. I just knew that it was going to end up with Usman getting his hand raised. That's what I mean. Because um, I've told you before. Well, it's been a, it's been a. Uh, I want to say last year was a. Was it last year or the year before that? It was a big upset year for a lot of a lot of fights, a lot of games. Uh, what do you there's mean? possibility with like you know underdogs came get, up getting the getting the dub, um, and with uh, your boy well, Masvidal being yeah the you know, the the main uh, event was Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal yeah him being I guess like a fan favorite yeah you know. So it could have gone, you know, the hype, you know, sometimes the energy in the room for sure could have, you know, affected. Doesn't mean that the fighter was less skilled, but sometimes the energy could definitely help change the the way of the fight. Yeah, it can. Uh, but when you're in there with somebody like Kamara Usman that is composed, he's felt that before. He was the underdog against Tyron Woodley. Mm-hmm. He was the underdog against. Uh, uh, I want to say I'm not sure if he I was the underdog say- in their first fight. 
in their first fight when they fought in Fight Island. I can't remember. No, nah, he's was never. The... I think after. I, I want to say after. I think he hasn't been the underdog in so many fights. I think the only one that he probably was the underdog was. For sure was Tyron Woodley. For sure. Tyron Woodley. Because he was the. Gilbert the... Burns. Just because Gilbert Burns probably. No, is, he wasn't the underdog. Is equally. I want to say he's equally well, I'm uh, talking skilled, about... but strength wise, Gilbert Burns looks like. Well, I like, get, I like get what you mean. Like a football player. Yeah, I get what you mean. But I'm talking about odds-wise. Like, yeah. when you're looking at the odds, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm... the odds were favored. Yeah. But if, when, if you're looking at uh, going, like, um, like for the fans, like, yeah. what, what their preference was, well, then I get why you would come across people that would think Gilbert Burns were to win or Kobe Covington would win or so on and so forth. But when it came down to this one, when I saw the first one, obviously you got you have the excuse that it was on six days, and and you can make the excuse for both because when you come across a different opponent and it changes for you in six days, well, it doesn't matter how hard you've been training. You weren't training for him. Now I got to face somebody else, which completely different style, and it changes the whole game plan. So it, the six days notice for me kind of trumps out and it cancels out because they were both they both had six days notice. So. In this fight, going into this fight, yes, the fans were there. It was in Florida. So, obviously, he's from Miami. So, he has the, I guess, quote-unquote home field advantage, even though Usman trained majority of his career in Florida. And going into the fight, the weigh-ins, the press conference, he was getting booed. Like, okay, I get that this guy is, is more popular than him, right? Like I said, there's an umbrella of champions that people do not care for and unfortunately Kamar Usman falls under that umbrella because some people just if you haven't given them the respect by this point I don't see when you're going to give it to him but he was getting booed everywhere even when he came out he was getting booed when he was getting introduced he was getting booed and everybody just wants to be a part of the the I want to say the hype train, but just the the favorite, like the the guy that was the fan favorite, which Jorge Masvidal is more marketable. Um, he's he's Latin. He's coming off these uh these big historic wins, like uh in in high fashion. So people like that. People get attracted to that. And Jorge Masvidal, to me, like we've talked a lot. I mean, he's he's a. First of all, I have a bone to pick with you. He sells with what fight. you said. With what you said, and you're gonna have to explain yourself. But I'll what did ask, I say? I'll ask you after I get we get done right. uh, covering right. the fight. But in the first round, because this fight only lasts two rounds, so in the first round, uh, they were going at it. They, I mean, to me, Masvidal, I mean Masvidal, uh, Usman won the first round. Yeah, and but if I was a, a Masvidal. Support which I am. I, I'm a he was he's been uh, uh, my favorite for for a good minute, but um, but even I couldn't give him the win. Like I just. I mean, just, he was in the first round. He was surviving. No, it was fine. Like yeah, you, he, he, he wasn't getting completely demolished, but he was surviving. He was trying. I mean, Osman is another breed, and he was basically just like figuring him out and and pounding him. Like, I mean, but know? at the same time, you gotta mention. The fact that a lot of the shots that Usman was throwing were fucking crazy. Like, he was throwing haymakers. Like, I've never seen him. Like, bro, why are you loading up on shots? Like, you're never going to catch him like that. Like, you, just the way his coach always tells him, 
touch him. You don't got to load up. He told the same thing to Gaethje. Stop trying to take his head off the whole time. Like, yeah. stop loading on all, on all of them. Just touch him. Set yourself up. And that's what I was seeing a lot from Usman in the first round where he was just yeah. trying to unload. And it's just like... If you continue to do like that, then it, you might leave yourself open. If you miss, he can counter you. Um, but if I was a Masvidal, uh, if I was going for Masvidal for that fight, I, I think, would be like, I'm, I'm good. Like, with think, the, way the first round yeah. went, I was like, okay, I'm, we're fine. Yeah. We're still holding on. Like, we're still good. I, I want to say on the first round, I mean, because he had said, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, you know, I finish ha- him. I'm going to dominate you. Okay. That was, I guess that was his biggest issue. He was like, on the first fight, I won, but on this one, I'm gonna dominate the whole the way that I want it, mm-hmm. and I think in the first one he just wanted to hit him as hard as he could while he had his full energy. After that, he was gonna go to his game plan. His first, uh, the first round. Yeah. Okay. Because I I want to say he just wanted to go in and just you know, and guns loaded just while just, like just try to hurt him with, yeah. at full strength, and then I'll get physical, and then I'll get technical. First, let's get physical, then I'll get technical. That's kind of what Masvidal thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Thought was going to happen. Because just like Kobe mentioned in one of the interviews, he was so worried about getting taken down that he he left himself exposed in a way. Because in a way, I was like, come on, bro. Like, don't don't, don't try to fight Masvidal. Cause fight. He, he, yeah, because I'm like, yeah. he gets lucky yeah. with this type of uh, scenarios. Yeah, he can, he can he could get lucky because he could, he could box. Yeah. No, he could fight. He's a, he's a fighter. Yeah, fight your fight. Don't yeah. fight his fight. Yeah, I'm like, don't. I was like, you you could. Cause I know I know, I know, know that uh, Usman could take some hits. He yeah. took some good hits with Kobe, uh, with Kobe Covington yeah. and with Gilbert Burns. That's true. There were some times that I was like, man, this boy's getting hurt. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want that because I wanted him to win. Yeah, but uh, I I know that he could take hits. Yeah, but you don't want to be taking hits exactly. all the time. Exactly. You don't need to. You don't need to take unnecessary punishment yeah. when you know you're the better fighter. And that what I saw from the first round, which was unfortunate, way because look, I, this is exactly me and my girl watching the fight, right? And when when they go into break after the first round, I tell my girl, I want to hear what. Usman's trainer is going to tell him because, you know, him, Gaethje, and uh, Thug Rose share, share, share the same head trainer. So I was like, I want to hear what he tells him because I didn't like what I saw. Even though he won the first round, yeah. he was a little sloppy. I was like, I yeah, want to see what he tells him to adjust. But damn, they moved, They gave us the Masvidal corner audio. And I was just like, damn. So uh, we we heard what they told Masvidal, what he needed to do or whatever. Come second round, it was over. Like... It, I think it was like 30 seconds into the second round where he got his ass knocked out. And I was just like, wow. Like, good thing is like I had been my girl a cheat meal, so I won, I won me a cheat meal. Uh, yeah. So goes in thinking, he, like I said, Kobe mentioned, he was too worried about getting taken down that he left himself exposed. And he mentioned, Masvidal mentioned it himself on a, on a video with uh, Ariel Hawani that he thought he was going to take him down yeah so by the time he figured out that he was not going to take him down that he actually was loading up on the right hand it was too late and he got caught boom yeah. at the, when he went down he was still somewhat conscious like uh maybe not where he had his legs under him but he wasn't out like he got hit got dropped he still had facial expressions when he took the first two hammer fists when he got that last that third one boom he was out that was it was over and for for me it was kind of like, damn, like, I hate to see my boy go out like that. But, I mean, I just knew that he wasn't good enough to beat this dude. Like, you're just not good enough. Like, I will, if you could have gone five rounds, that would have been fine. Um, but you weren't going to win. To me, Masvidal, I mean, Usman is just too big, too skilled. 
he's he has the better trainer in my opinion not saying the the american top team cannot produce any fighters but it's just something about this dude that he just gets everything right there's a reason why he only trains three people he only has three fighters which is rose gaichi and uh usman now individual um attention can can bring a lot you know can do a lot for you and i feel like that dude just brings the best out of you especially it depends on what you tell him you're looking for because when they switched uh when gaichi first got to the uh trevor wyman when he first got there he said he wanted to be the most electric guy and and, and like do what his name his nickname is highlight reel he wants he wants to be the highlight like that's his nickname the highlight but then when he got tired of getting knocked out because he was to in there brawling and doing all kinds of stuff he was just like okay i want to be specific precise he was like okay because you told me you wanted to be this now if you're looking to be this well then we got to change a whole lot of stuff and you got to listen to me and you got to do you know everything is precise calculated kind of like eddie reynoso in boxing and i think i just i just feel in, in my in my mind going into this card i was a little concerned because he trains uh rose so and he trains Usman's and they're back to back and they're both difficult fights. So I'm just like, damn, how is he going to be able to give them that attention knowing that you have to go out and corner Rose right after go backstage and now corner Usman. But shit, he did it and he got the victories on both in dramatic fashion with both. And, and just to stamp it all, um, just to put a stamp on it, he came out on top to me that was the guy that uh that was the man of the match to me trevor wideman i think he's the he's he is the best coach right now 100 percent. he's been the best since last year uh last year going this year right the the reign that usman has been going with which was since uh excuse me i think it was uh when he was scheduled to fight gilbert burns the first time this was more intriguing you know usman was good it was a good fight when he fought Kobe, but he didn't have this trainer. He got this trainer when he was going to fight Gilbert Burns because Gilbert Burns and him are fighting in, in the same gym. So you can't be in the same gym. Uh -huh. So he distanced himself and ended up in Colorado with Trevor Weidman. And now that he's with him, he's with him for the long haul. Now I just feel like that's where he's going to stay. He was just supposed to be there just because he didn't want to be in the same gym as Gilbert Burns while they were going to fight each other. But he stayed there afterwards, and he, I think he's going to continue to stay with them. I think he's built a bond, a bond with, with that team to where he knows that he's, they're going to elevate him and take him to even higher grounds. Hmm. Um, so this is the first lap. I mean, he's already lapped these dudes. He, and then what did he say? You're going to be the first dude I lap. So Usman, I mean, Masvidal is behind him now. Now... Back to the to the subject at hand. Mm -hmm. You said Masvidal was a joke. Yeah. Explain yourself. Because anybody that believes Masvidal is a joke, completely, completely wrong. I completely disagree with that. Just because you took a loss, isn't that what we say here? Just because you take a loss doesn't mean your career is over? On this fight, on this fight, you have to be high to think he had a shot at winning this fight. Okay. But what I'm what I'm asking, how is he a joke? That's what I'm asking. Because obviously you're not just speaking about this fight. You're just speaking about him regardless. I'm just speaking about him and him in this division. He 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 doesn't belong here no more. Why? He hasn't fought anybody else. Exactly. I mean, so you mean to tell me 
that he cannot sell fights you after think, this. I don't think I don't think he can. You're crazy. Okay, if they make if if Nick Diaz comes back, which they uh, that's I saw, probably the only one that I would want to see, just because Nick Diaz is, Nate Diaz is pretty much retired. Okay, but hold on, let, let me let me get this out. So if Nick Diaz comes back and and they say he's coming back, uh, Nick Diaz is supposed to fight. Uh, who did I hear? He's supposed to fight. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, We're talking about Nick Diaz, right? The Nick, older brother. The older brother. He's supposed to fight somebody else. Um, the guy that just uh, that they had COVID and he was supposed to be retired and came back. Supposed to be retired. Uh, Kazmat uh, oh, Chimaev. Hamzat Shmaev. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he supposedly he's supposed to fight. I, Nick I would Diaz. love that. I would love Nick that. Diaz, supposedly. That's what I've what I've read and what I've heard. The one fight that I'm interested in watching uh with Masvidal is Nate Diaz. Okay. Just because it'll be a rematch. Yeah. I wanna say they're both on on their way to retirement. I don't think Masvidal could fight anybody that's a top fighter right now. No, I, he cannot fight nobody that's a top five and he's holds the top five position right now, as of right now. I believe that's a ridiculous statement because Number one, Conor McGregor's about to fight, and he's still selling fights. So first of all, if you're going to give McGregor any kind of credit for him trying to sell fights and still be in an attraction, you got to give this guy. Me? Because I'm, I'm not so interested in watching McGregor anymore. Well, yeah, but you just that just happened after he lost to Dustin Poirier. That that you, that just barely uh, fade, started fading because you, we were no, all excited about he's that He's on fight. his way. I, I've, I've, I've said that he's on his way out. Him, Tony Ferguson, for sure. I won't say Jorge Masvidal has just joined that train. I don't believe so because, well, number one, he can still anything, fight. I think he makes probably a be- better announcer than a fighter. Bro, you sound ridiculous right I'm, now. I'm, because I'm not a, I, I, This is not me just not being a fan. No, but you got to think about the attraction, the fights that are going to be made. If, let me mention some fights that you would probably be like, okay, you can, you can, he can sell these fights. He can still pay-per-view. He can still headline pay-per-views, and he will still sell. Number one, if they were fight, you said Nick Nate Diaz. That fight, as as ridiculous as that fight may be, they can still sell that fight. If he beats Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz, you say, uh, uh, comes back and fights Hamzat and for whatever reason wins, um, a, a fight between the older brother of Nate to come and try to get what his his little brother couldn't do and fight. Masvidal, that fight would sell. No, they can sell that he, fight. It's not that he couldn't do it. That 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 fight was stopped. Well, this is what I'm saying. For now, a I, no, I will I will want to see the rematch of that. First. But we're not talking about why it was stopped. I'm just saying if they fight again and Masvidal beats him again, which okay, most okay, likely okay, he okay, will, okay. Um, and he'll he'll you'll be able to sell the the Nick Diaz and Masvidal fight. Put that aside. Now you got history with Kobe Covington. You can sell the hell out of that fight because they both talk shit. They've both been friends. The whole story behind their friendship is a sellable fight. Boom. You got Leon Edwards. The whole backstage thing, what they happened with him. You can sell the hell out of that fight. And it's just like all these dudes, you can sell all of these fights and still become one of the biggest stars in the UFC. But what I mean, personality sells, bro. And this dude has it. Like People like him. Regardless if you lose... That does not mean you're not going to be able to sell fights anymore. Mostly everybody in this card has lost. Usman has lost. Kobe Covington has lost. I'm pretty sure you'd be wanting to see Kobe Covington versus uh, Usman again. I'll see that one. 
Uh, you know what? You I what would the only the only Masvidal fight that I'm interested in watching, and it's not because I I would want to see him and Covington just because of the rivalry. Okay. That one, I I want to give it to Covington just because I know he's probably more complete fighter for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be close, but after that, it's because they've been training for so long. Together, so they kind of know each other. After that, probably just an ideas rematch. What about Leon Edwards? Wouldn't match with them? Yeah. It's because you don't know enough, but they'll sell it. They'll bring everything you need to know back, and then you're going to be like, whoa, damn, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. So you're going to get excited for I would the rather see Leon Edwards and, and uh, Usman right now. Well, right now, we, we you're getting too ahead of yourself because Leon Edwards is scheduled to fight Nate Diaz next. So I'm finna show you. That Nate Diaz has no business being in this division no more. He will get finished by this dude. This dude, when he gets fin- when he gets finished by this guy, it's gonna be over. Like Nate Diaz, you said Masvidal has joined that uh, that uh, that group. Nate Diaz has been in that group. For I believe. Years. I believe so too. I so why so is too. he still selling? Fight? He's the co-main event. I believe so too, and I think he should only sell fights that probably could open the main event, not 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 start. Because he still has a good fight, but not against champions. No, he he's never going to be champion. He's not top five. No, he will never. At be his champion. age and just not being active. Yeah, inactivity is is his favorite thing to do. So right now, that's I mean that's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, if he were to be more active, where he was fighting two fights, where he was doing two camps a year, mm-hmm. then he probably would maybe move but- move his way up. But I don't believe he can. I don't believe he wants to. And. Masvidal, I believe he's the same way. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he has it in him to fight this top five contenders right now. Okay, so okay, one, we're talking about him going based off the losses he's taken I'm going against based, Usman. I'm, I'm going based upon the skills that I've seen through his history. But he's fought Usman for the past two fights, which is arguably the pound for pound best fighter right now. It's kind of like you're you're judging his losses to to Usman. It's like judging somebody losing to Khabib. You cannot hold them accountable for that because Khabib is just that much better than them. They're good, but they're just that much better. He's just that much better. It's just like unfair. You know what I mean? At least from what I'm seeing, like people are going to go based off what they saw against Usman. But you got to understand, Usman is a different beast right now. Like there's nobody fucking with him right now. There's nobody that can beat him. I don't think Kobe can beat him. Leon Edwards, to me, is probably his biggest competition. Just because I've seen him evolve and look amazing. That's oh, somebody that he hasn't fought. No, he has fought. And he beat Leon Edwards already. Um, but that was early. So he wants to run it back. Like he said, he's already lapped everybody. Like, when I mean everybody, he's beat everybody. When did he beat Edwards? Early. Early okay, in okay. his career. Uh, he out he took him down a lot of times. And he just outscored out, out him. Okay, 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 okay. And, uh, well, I know that Well, he's been... On a winning streak. On a winning streak since 2015. Who? Usman. I'm telling you, pound for pound, bro. He That's the reason why yeah. we named him pound for pound. And the, the UFC rankings came out, John Jones is still number one. Uh, what John- kind of shit is that? Everybody knows Usman is number one. Uh, maybe right he owns stock uh, in the UFC. Shit, or he something. would have to. He uh, would have to. Inactivity for me, uh, I'm a fan. And that's not that. That's not right. No, he, it's he, definitely he'll, not. He'll probably be top ten, but he's not not number one. Unless he beats Ngannou, like let's just say he comes back and beats Ngannou, you're like that in dramatic fashion. Still doesn't doesn't put it there for me. Inactivity doesn't doesn't help him for me. 
Okay, doesn't help his case. But for me, I mean, I stand by what I say. I'm not saying he's a complete joke as a fighter. I'm just saying him and that fight, that so was a joke for Usman. No, it wasn't a joke. It was just meant to be. I it mean, was Usman was the better man. Uh, so, I mean, so so is Kobe Covington a joke? What about Gilbert Burns? Because they all lost. They all no, ended no, no, up getting no, no, knocked no, out. No. Yeah, they did. But Well, it, not knocked out as in sleep. Like, no. that's what all did. But no, it, but Osman is just that man that he could he could pretty much do almost what he did to Masvidal to almost anybody. That's what I mean. But but what? Masvidal is just not in that division. You just bro. don't like He's him. He's not bro. in that division. No, no, it's just that okay. Masvidal sells his fights because he's you know he gets the people going, bro. He 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 knows how to have that I mean, fan base. He's but- he's. But he's not talking trash like Kobe, selling the fight like Kobe or Connor. No, but I do give him respect because at the end of the fight, he 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 gave respect where it was where it was you know deserved, and he took that loss like a man. You know, like yeah. he didn't make on excuses the, on, on the first fight. He did make some excuses about him only having six days. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it, that's to me, bro. You don't take a fight unless you know. You know you could win. There you go. Like, what's the point? What's the point of uh, taking a fight if you're gonna make up excuses right after you lose? Shout out my nigga Canelo. So, just like that, like that's that's what I mean. Like throughout the whole press conference, he was talking about I didn't have a whole camp. I only had six days. Yeah. I was like, bro, okay, but you like you lost. You're gonna lose this one too. Like like that right there. Just say like, okay, he I didn't, I wasn't ready uh, personally. You know, I'm gonna prepare better this this time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's it. And I mean, and in this fight, he, he, there was no question. He couldn't do anything. There was no, no, no way to hide. And we all saw you get knocked out. But to he, me, he could have played a little bit smarter on the first round when Osman was just being sloppy. Yeah, and probably tried, you know, just to protect himself better and try to connect on the body or try to wear out, let Osman wear himself out. Yeah. And he, as crazy as it sounds, he said he still wants to fight him again. He uh-huh. was like, I know I cannot fight him right away. He was like, I got to fight other fights. But let's just say, this is as crazy as this may sound, let's say he fights Nick Diaz, both Diaz brothers, Kobe, and Leon Edwards after that. Which is kind of hard to do, but you would have to be very active. Um, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. Masvidal is 36 years old. Yeah, but I'm 35 saying, and 14. If you fight three times in one year? I think he should try to sell the fights. This is my opinion. Everybody that's probably getting offended right now and probably gonna start sending me hate messages. Yeah. I don't care. Like Cringe. this, I'm just trying to say that this this man's fights will probably be more entertaining if it was people more on his level that were more even. He can't beat Osman. I don't think he could beat. No, uh, I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying he can beat him. But I'm saying you gotta base this loss to somebody losing to Khabib. It's after, the same thing. After him. After him beating uh, Askren, like, now I'm questioning that fight, too. Like, that, that wasn't that much. I mean, that wasn't any competition. Five seconds. He uh, did his homework. He's yeah. like, I knew this guy's going to come and grapple me. So, I mean, I'm just going to knee him and knock him out. And I'm, 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 they don't pay me for overtime. Yeah. No, no. Respect where it's given. Yeah. But I, I just don't think he should be trying to get up to that championship. Then Nate Diaz calls him out. He didn't call out Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz called him out. So it's kind of like, so he had to take that one. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that that could have been a potentially good fight mm-hmm. because both of them are dogs. Like, both of them, you know, they like to fight. You know, they don't do it just for the, I mean, now everybody wants to get paid. Mm-hmm. But these are people that love the sport. Yeah. 
they just love to get in the ring and beat people up, and that's that's what's up. That's that's those are the type of fights that I want to see. That's what he said. I want to bring the violence that people want to see. Yeah. And but when you go up against a technical guy, it's different. It's it's very different. So I mean, credit to Usman. He took the win straight up, and Usman. I mean, and Masvidal took the L right on the chin. So. Uh, regardless of how you see it, in my opinion, he's not washed. He he could still sell fights. He's still a pay per view guy. He still sell he still sells fights. You think he could sell main events? Hell yeah, bro! I just explained to you all these fights that I just told you are main event worthy, just because of the backstory that everybody has. He has history with all these fighters that can sell fights. I'm sorry. I mean, I I get you don't want to watch them, but. These are fights that are sellable to the to the public, and I, the I fact just, that they can make a lot of money. With I just this. feel like there's a lot more other fights that that should be happening. Well, there is a lot, but people don't care, bro. I mean, there's a lot of people that are gonna fight. Like you can tell me that, in my opinion, that this fight, Usman versus Masvidal two, is gonna make is. I mean, you're gonna tell me the next card, which is Oliveira versus uh, versus uh, Mike uh, Michael Chandler. Is gonna sell more more than than this one? No, I don't think so. Even though that's a good ass fight, mm, but it's just it, it'll be personality sells, bro. Like I just this guy has it. Masvidal, I mean Usman's next fight would be most likely gonna be Kobe, and that one's gonna sell just because Kobe's gonna sell the shit out of that fight. It's not because of Usman, even though Usman is a real good fighter. It's not because of him. There's certain people that can sell fights, and Jorge Masvidal is one of them. As, yeah, I'm sorry to say this, but it is. It is what it is. All right, well, that's that's it for 261. We can go on for hours. Let's go. But Andy Ruiz is fighting this week. Yeah. And, and uh, next I'm, to... Next I'm, to uh, I'm very, very interested in seeing him what right. he's going to do this time around. I think he's one of the guys that's... Uh, his return is more anticipated than TJ Dillashaw. You yeah. know, TJ Dillashaw just was announced that he has been removed from the May 8th paper... Uh, Date, which is the same day that uh, Canelo's supposed to fight, and so his day, his return gets pushed back. But this weekend we have Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz is to me. This is from outside looking in. I think he's he's an inspiration for a lot of people. Yeah, because he's a big dude, big underdog. He he he, uh, he goes through what most of Americans go through, or most uh, not only Americans but even um, what's the right word. Uh, um, what's that political word that people like to use? Uh, American, minority, minority, minorities go through. He's the American dream. So yeah, you could say that. Like him and Usman, to me, yeah, yeah. Usman praises says that all the time. I'm the definition of the American dream. I migrated here. I worked my ass off and to get where I'm at. The underdogs, and, and that's where he, where what Andy Ruiz is that he worked his ass off. He was he was pretty much destroyed. He was uh. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was um, criticized. Yeah. And what's crazy, he wasn't criticized for his boxing style. He was criticized for his appearance. Yeah. So he's one of those guys that he speaks for a lot of them. There's a lot of big dudes out there. I mean, no offense to you, but you're kind of one of them. I know a lot of people that are like that. He could be an inspiration. Like, bro, if this dude is not giving a damn, he, anybody, who cares? Like, yeah. there, there's there's skill under any everybody. And don't judge a book by its cover, and that's exactly what he is. So his return and his transformation, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've seen his his, yeah. his oh, social media. This dude looks fit. He looks like Completely he's, turnaround. he's been putting in work. He looks like a whole different person. So I, I love what Eddie Reynoso is doing. Like I said, when, when, when I, when I uh, we, we talked about it when he made the transition. 
joining the Canelo team with Eddie Reynoso, uh, Canelo, uh, who else is over there? Um, Victor Valdez. I mean, Oscar Valdez, excuse me. Oscar Valdez, Ryan Garcia, all of them dudes. They're, they're all there, and they all have the certain type of discipline that needs to take you to the next level. Champion mentality. Somebody, uh, everybody's going through things. We just saw Ryan Garcia pull out of his fight due to mental health issues. So, I mean, that's separate. That's not... Um, that's not what happens in the gym. I mean, that's probably part. Sometimes it takes part of it and it takes toll on you. But sometimes you have uh, um, life going on behind it. Somewhat similar to what Andy was going through. He had everything and yeah. he lost it all in, in a blink of an eye, which was what everybody said not to do. He did that. He did just that. Like he he did not train. Uh, he trained half ass. He showed late. He showed up late to training camp, um, way overweight when it came down to the weigh-ins. And you saw every everything that he didn't do showed in the ring in the second fight against Anthony Joshua. So the fact that he was able to come to see himself in the mirror and say, "I have to make a change if I want to continue," because I honestly believe, wholeheartedly, if he hadn't made this transition, I don't even know how many how how. Many people would be as intrigued to see him return as they are if uh, as they are right now. If he had looked the same, right? If he had looked the same, he had been going with the same trainer, and he came back looking the same. People probably wouldn't be as intrigued as they are. But the fact that you've seen his transformation, you've seen the work he's putting in, you've seen the transition to Eddie Reynoso. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Just makes you feel like, damn, well. Not only did he change his body, he changed his trainer. Not only did he change his trainer, but he changed to a certain trainer that just seems to be producing nothing but a high-level athletes. So how is he going to look? And, and and I'm telling you right now, I'm sorry to Chris Harriola, but this fight will not be competitive. I just feel like Andy, Andrew Ruiz is just going to demolish this dude just because he's, he's quick, he's fast, he's technical. He, strong. E- everything, yeah, strong. He, everything he's learned under Eddie is going to show. And Chris Ariola is just a guy, a veteran that just likes to come forward. And he likes to come forward and likes to brawl. And that's going to be the best idea to go. Um, I mean, just what he was able to do against Anthony Joshua the first time around where he, you know, he was able to read Andy? Him. Yeah. Okay. Just that he was able to read him, you know. And and knock him out. Yeah. Uh, and that was before you know the money, before you know all the success. Fame. Like yeah. he was already successful because I think he 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 only had one loss before yeah. that to Joseph Parker. Yeah. yeah. So he was already a successful fighter and a hungry fighter, and and that was before he started with this championship mentality, championship training. So that's probably now gonna be like that on steroids. Yeah. So this is going to be pretty interesting. I'm hoping to see more than one round uh, or more than – I want to see six rounds Do you just, re- just to see his skills. Well, you would hope, right? Yeah. You would hope it goes that. But to me, I honestly just can't see it, bro. I want to say it will probably be two just if he connects that right that, that, that right shot yeah. that, he, that he's going to just knock him out because he has the power, he has the speed, he has the skills. That's what's crazy is that so, he has speed and power. Yeah. And a guy his size is yeah. crazy. Um, and like you said, you want to see six rounds and you want to see the best come out of Andy Ruiz. But I just feel like he has, when we spoke about him the last time, we said it's over for him. Like, never did in my mind that I think he was going to move to somebody like Eddie. Yeah. So I, I 
that's why my criticism, our criticism came as as we're looking at him like, bro, you didn't take it serious. We told you what would happen. Like everybody said it. What would happen if you did not work as hard, if not harder to get it? It's harder to, um, what do they say? It's harder to keep it w- rather than to get it because you want to, you, there's a difference between being the hunter and the hunted because when you're the hunted, now you got to be like, okay, well, now I got the belt. Now I got to keep the belt. You know what I mean? Uh, There's a difference because you can be going up and, and you're climbing up the ladder trying to get to the belt. But when you get the belt, that means you beat the absolute best. And now dudes are going to give you nothing but their absolute best coming forward. You're not going to get these guys that that just uh, that are just coming up or whatever. No, you're trying to get you're probably going to get the best. Uh, but right now, since you're coming back, you're getting somebody like Chris Ariola to, to to try and uh, you haven't fought in since Anthony Joshua. That was probably like over a year ago, uh, or more than over a year ago. So you're expected to come with new skills, a new skill set that we would want to see. Um, but you're only as good as your opponent. So if your opponent does not give you the, if you don't have the right dance partner, yeah. it, it's hard to bring the best out of you. Definitely. But I'll tell you this. We're telling you this right now. Today is 28th. April 28th. I'll tell you this. There's a guy out there named Dillian White. We spoke about him the yeah. last time. That would be the perfect fight for Andy Ruiz. So, Andy. My apologies. I couldn't hear what. That was technical difficulties right there. But if Andy Ruiz just holds it down, I know you want six rounds. But if he can get it under six rounds. I would not be surprised if he fights uh, Dillian White next. And that would be amazing, bro. Like, that that's what you want to see. You want to see him comp- comp- in a competitive fight and see what he's really been working on. And you'll see it against Dillian White. So all he has to do is beat Chris Ariola in, in, in a dramatic, not dramatic, but in pretty good fashion. Yeah, yeah. Because Eddie Reynoso is really good friends with Eddie Hearn. Dillian White is under Eddie Hearn. So everything is at, everything is getting... Falling into place for for Andy to climb the ladder back yeah. up to success. Uh, he's already up there. Even he's, th- he's I want to say he's already somebody to like to watch. He's already an inspiration. First yeah. of all, he's, like he's already uh, everything that he had behind him, it was left with his old body. He's already a fight a fighter to watch. Uh, I think just after that Anthony Joshua fight, uh, that put him at you know uh, a certain level, a certain level that people have to watch him now. Yeah, and even after he took a loss, like he's still up there. He hasn't left that um, that type attention, of like a, a like a uh, I guess that importance of a, of a fighter. Uh-huh. So if he demolishes uh, Ariola like he's supposed to, he'll be back on track. I want to say shout out Jorge Masvidal. I want to say definitely on the next on the next uh, fight is gonna be uh, Canelo level of a. Uh, of an opponent, yeah, yeah, he just has to. It, it's gonna take a not not a long time. I want to say he's like right now. He's starting to look like the heavyweight uh, favorite, favorite, fan favorite right now. Yeah, because I mean, other than that, you have uh, just Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury, Deontay, Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder. Said, did he say he didn't want to fight? Uh, I think he said he wanted Ruiz. to fight Andy Ruiz. He does, I, yeah. So who, that would be who, who crazy. Who didn't he want to fight? I heard he didn't want to take one. Dylan White. Dylan White. White. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's the guy. He said, he, "I will never fight you. I will okay. never give you the fight." Yeah. So it kind of sucks. Um, but 
Uh, yeah. So if and I want to say Andy Reese and, and Dillian White, they're about the same size too, right? Height wise. Yeah, I so, think they're they even built like just perfectly. Yeah, it's even, perfect style. Sh- it would be perfect. And this is the, what I'm saying. Like you get Dillian White next, and and you beat him. Bro, can you imagine now an anticipated return of Deontay Wilder and you've got Andy Ruiz on a win streak? Can you imagine that? It's just like, that's what I mean. All you have to do, it starts here. It has, starts Saturday. Has, has Anthony Joshua fought Deontay Wilder? No. No. And and they've already got a two-fight agreement between Tyson Fury and, and Anthony Joshua, so they can't fight Deontay Wilder. So it's kind of like he's out the picture. Okay. So. This is what would help Andy Ruiz get back to that. Yeah, uh, and you got uh, Alexander Usyk in in the mix. So if even if he doesn't get to fight uh, Wilder, he could fight Usyk, and that's also a great fight. So this is going to bring more light to the heavyweight division. And when you got, especially Latinos, Hispanics, have somebody to root for. Yeah, when yeah. you have somebody to root for in the division, it, it makes it even better. So Andy Ruiz, we're rooting for you, bro. So hopefully it starts here. It starts Saturday night on Fox. It's pay per view, but it's not too expensive. It's probably like. Forty dollars or something like that, so it's not too expensive. So um, I'm I uh, I like and I'm anticipating this fight just as many as a lot of people I've anticipated this fight just because of his transformation. He's already an inspiration to a lot of big dudes out here. Big dudes right here loving Andy Ruiz. Shout out Andy Ruiz for for the transformation, saying uh, New Year, New Me, and that's the definition new new him for sure. So hopefully that is Saturday night. Tune in. Um, and the race, Chris Ariola on Fox pay-per-view. Last topic, bro, because we've been on this for a good minute, but we never, we haven't gotten to speak about it. Tomorrow is the NFL draft. That is, to me, that is kind of like a, like a father at graduation mm-hmm. because I've seen these guys in college. You know, I'm a big college guy, so I watch these dudes, and, and when I see them get drafted, bro, it's just like, damn, to me, and from my girl as well because i've gotten her really into college football so she knows a lot of these players and she kind of faded away from the nfl because she kind of like didn't know who who who's who and who's where and whatever but now that she's seeing these dudes in college and now they get drafted it's kind of like she's seeing all of them like i've been seeing them since they were in college and now they're in the nfl and they're balling like everybody's gonna finally see what we've been seeing like a lot of people like Joe Burrow, I've been seeing Joe Burrow for a good minute, so it's no surprise that he's doing good. Uh, Justin Herbert, I said he was really good coming out of uh, Oregon, and now he's balling in the Chargers, and he's what rookie of the year? He became mm-hmm. rookie of the year. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people here, but you know what's one thing that I like, or one thing that kind of not pisses me off, but it disappoints me in a way, is that people get very. Uh, they get criticized heavily when it comes to the draft. Like it, it kind of makes it seem like, like if you weren't in the first round, you're not, you're, you're just not it. You know, people get a lot of shine for the people that get drafted in the first round. And hats off to them because if you make it to the first round, you impressed a lot of people. You were doing your job, and or sometimes you just get overpicked. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones should not have been, been in the first round. I'm sorry, that's just my opinion. And yes, we all have them. So if you don't agree with that, well, I'm sorry, but that's just my opinion. He should have not been on a, a first round pick. So there's this guy, right? <clears throat> I know there's a lot of th- uh, talk about the quarterbacks and all kinds of stuff, and they're all good. I mean, honestly, I just the only one I probably cannot put uh, uh, my thumb on is uh, Trey Lance because he only played one game this season. Um, wasn't his best game, but 
due to COVID, he wasn't able to play any anything else. And it's kind of you're just going based off film on his previous year. But with the guy I want to talk about is Devontae Smith. If anybody watches college, Devontae Smith is a skinny guy. I think he's I can't remember if he's six. I can't I can't get can you can you look him up? Uh Devontae Smith, wide receiver for Alabama. I want to see I can't remember how tall he is, but I know that he weighs 166 pounds. So that's really light for a wide receiver. So I was watching this interview of uh of of um Brandon Marshall. He has a, Smith. Yeah. He he has a Brandon Marshall has a a YouTube channel and I've been watching I was watching an episode and it had Juice Landry. You you want to know his height or Yeah, his what's his height? 6'1". Yeah, he's 6'1", 166 pounds. 174. Well, okay. this is what uh they have right here on well, the weight, it, it varies, right? But yeah. I think his weight was recently taken in a... I think it was released because he went to the doctor. He had to get a a, a physical or something like that, a checkup. And they, and his height and his weight was let me released. Check the, let me check the ESPN bio. And uh, so they had uh, Jarvis Landry for, for the Cleveland Browns wide receiver. And they had Stephon Diggs. Both guys, not too big. They're not like the biggest... Uh, they're not DK Metcalf out here. Uh-huh. So... Everything they were saying is like I think uh, Stefan Diggs was drafted like in the fifth round, or and uh, and I believe Juice Lange was drafted like in the fourth round. So the whole conversation was about what do you what would you say to to draft picks coming in? You know, like what advice would you give them? And and one of the things that stood out to me completely like Stefan Diggs, I fuck with him, bro. Like he he's a stud. And not only that, but we have his brother on our side. So if we got we got a Diggs on our side, we we're, we're straight. But what he said, he's like, what I would say was like, fuck that draft. Pretty much what he said. Like, th- it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you get drafted in, in what round. Because at the end of the day, when the dust settles, and it will settle. It was like, when this draft shit is over with, and, and it's in the, in the whole hype around it, and, and who's getting picked where, and, and this and that. Okay, that's cool. But you and I, we're going to get there on the same day. And we're going to be competing for the same job. So if you got picked 14th or you were the first receiver taken and I was like 25th receiver taken, that doesn't make you better than me just because you got drafted. That just means that they saw something in you that they didn't see in me. But once we get out here on this field, yeah, when the dust settles, those who are left standing, they're going to be the ones left standing. Like those are the ones that are going to be here. So... That's that's what I took about uh, upon this draft because a lot of players out here that probably would get drafted lower than they should, higher than they should, but that that shouldn't discourage you. And what's the bigger goal, which is make your make your stamp once you get to the training ground, once you get to the facility, once you're in there, you're settled, you show your worth. Look at look at Lamar Jackson. He was the last pick in the first round. Yes, it's still the first round, but. If they had moved up, they probably wouldn't have taken him because the Baltimore Ravens ended up moving up with uh, trading with the Philadelphia Eagles to take that 32nd pick, and it was Lamar Jackson, or else he would have fell to the second round, maybe most likely the second round. Jalen Hurts was picked in the second round, now the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. There was a lot of criticism with Josh Allen. Should we take him? Should we not take him? And look look at him now. He was arguably probably the best quarterback in his class when it was Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and it was Josh Allen. Josh Rosen just was not it. Uh, he's with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, but Tom Brady's there, so he ain't getting no playing time. And with Tom Brady's out, I'm pretty sure they're going to be drafting a quarterback. So Josh Rosen is probably not going to be here much longer. 
at least in the NFL, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. I'm sorry. This is just my opinion. So there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, bro. Like, Too many quarterbacks. To me, which is great, but we'll start in our division. Because we have the Giants, the the Washington football team. Do you really think that our division, other than... Well, that's our concern, right, okay, yeah. as Cowboy fans. Our, we're looking at our division like, what do they get that makes them better that could maybe be a threat to us? Yeah. Uh, especially with our uh, with our uh, flaws and our weaknesses. Washington, they just lost their quarterback. Yeah, they, they, they just, I think them, Alex Smith just them got, and the Eagles. Which is crazy because... Are the ones that are going to be in the hunt? No, no, no. Because uh, Jalen just got the job, and, and they just you got think, you think you think they're confident in Jalen? One hundred percent. You think so? Why would you get rid of uh, Carson Wentz, a guy that you just paid? It, Who it, does that? I think right there is more has more to do with just him being like a, a quarterback position. I think right there was personal. They were not coming. I guess they were not seeing each other. Like they were not coming to like a agreement. Eye to eye. Coaching eye. and and player, uh, uh, probably organization and player. So they were like, you know what, this this guy is just gonna be a problem. Uh, after his injury, there was a lot of stuff going south. Uh, he he looked like he wanted to. He looked like his his coaching staff wasn't behind him. Mm-hmm. They looked like he wasn't trying to work with them it was just a toxic mess. it was just a mess yeah it was a toxic relationship yeah and they just had to get rid of him Jalen Hurts uh, he's a good guy that's a guy but that, he's on his second year yeah that's not a finished product that's the good thing see people want to see a guy that's just gonna take off and then Joe Flacco he has he's just there just in case bro. he has potential to be he was a starter for so long but he is, got replaced by Lamar Jackson he's not he got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't take that away from him. But but it was because of him, or was it because of his team? No, but how long has he been in the league? For a good minute now. So he's not. He, he's he's be, he's he's gonna be another uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, no, 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 no. Alex Smith. No, no, no. With the Eagles, I mean, who uh, the Super Carson Bowl? Carson Wentz. No. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> ah, he's with the Bears. Uh, uh, Nick Nick Foles. Nick Foles. He's gonna be another good backup. You know, cause he he's a, he was a good he was a decent starter. Yeah, yeah. And he'll he's make better. a he'll make a great backup, veteran backup. Well, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, because like definitely, you said, he's on his second year. Yeah, and he definitely has uh, postseason and Super Bowl experience. So yes. he he knows the pressure that you know it comes with the job. Uh, let's say anything happens to Jalen Hurts, he'll be able to step in and do a decent job. Yeah, for sure. That's the reason why he's there. But he's I not there to start. I know he's not there to start. And I don't think Jalen Hurts has completely earned that starter position. He has potential. Yeah, I mean, give him time, bro. Last year was his first year. This is his second year. Like I said, there's I thing. Know. There's a thing called patience, bro. And that's a lot of people don't understand. Like you gotta have patience with these guys. Not everybody's gonna be a Justin Herbert where you just it just takes your mind away. Uh, Josh Allen wasn't that guy right away. He had to develop and 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 uh, get to where he's at now, and now he's a legit yeah. uh, quarterback. So give give these guys time, you know. Just just give them time, bro. Uh, and I think Jalen will be that guy, especially because he's a, a great leader, bro. He's a, a fantastic leader. He's been a leader in Oklahoma. He was a leader in Alabama. So I believe he's gonna have the qualities that this coaching staff is gonna want and gonna want to build their organization around. The only problem to me, I think they're gonna get a receiver. Uh, the Eagles. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to get a receiver. They need receivers. In, in, in the first round. They don't round. have anybody. They're probably going to get a receiver in the first round and or a tight end. So ain't no telling what they're going to. Nah, they have two tight ends. But they're probably gonna get they're probably gonna get some receivers and there's some good receivers out there, bro. There's some good receivers out there that are gonna be up for grabs. We're not gonna be able to take any of those because we need offensive linemen, defensive. Uh, we well, at least an offensive lineman, and then all defense after that. We have to go all defensive. There's a ridiculously good defensive player. That's what we should take. But knowing. Uh, there's talks about us moving up to get Kyle Pitts, which is arguably the best tight end in this draft. Some people may say that's the best player in the draft. Knowing Jerry Jones, it's not out of the question. But to me, honestly, I just believe that. Uh, what's his son's name? Um, Stephen Jones, Jones will not allow that. This is going to be another Johnny Menzel, Zach Martin situation where they chose to get Zach Martin instead of Johnny Menzel. So. Hopefully we get a, a some defensive players a, a corner. I think that's what's being uh, circulated in the media that we're going to get a corner first, so we can have two good corners uh, stop these receivers. Because if 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 uh, if New York is going to have good receivers, we have to play these guys two twice a day. We got to be able to stop that long ball. So a pass rush can we can get later on stop, like a safety we can get later on. But you got to be able to stop these guys. Cause I believe. Uh, well, we're pick ten. Yeah, we're picking ten. So I mean, and we're before anybody else in our division, which is good. But which I mean, which is good because we'll try to grab somebody better than them. Yeah, well, you gotta what they're gonna get if they get a receiver. You gotta get a corner because you gotta get somebody that's yeah, a yeah, corner yeah, safety yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We have too many receivers, so we should not be even that's, messing with the offense. Like the offense what, that we have right that's now. That's what I'm saying, bro. If they're okay. saying Kyle Pitts is the best tight end. First of all. We don't have like we have a tight end, it's, but there's not a tight end like like we don't uh, have a Andrews from from uh, Baltimore. We don't have a Kelsey. We don't have a Kittle. We don't have you know those tight ends that you're just like, bro, that tight end is legit. Jarwin is good. Do you think we need that? Schultz do you, is good. Do no, you, no, no, do you, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. so do you think do you think Jarwin will come back? Yeah, I think he'll. Well, he's gonna come back, but uh, I don't know how healthy. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. I would think you, he'll be fine. Would you think that Schultz and Jarwin will be able to it's do a good, good job? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine with not getting no tight end. But if you get Kyle Pitts, this dude just went boom up here. Like, I'm telling, you, he is legit. But I think that I want to say that's kind of like the future of NFL: uh, mobile quarterbacks and amazing tight ends. Yeah, okay. uh, and you obviously you will always have receivers and running backs. But I want to say that the way that quarterbacks are being more mobile, mm-hmm. the running back position is not so mandatory. Yeah. You can have a decent running back and be able to do, you know, like run the ball, whether it's the quarterback or your, or your running back. Yeah. And then. O-line. And you got to have your O-line. Yeah, your O-line. But then if you have a great tight end, you could just like slowly move that, move that line. And the thing about Kyle Pitts is you can move anywhere. Like he played in Florida, he comes out of coming out of Florida, and he can move anywhere. Like he he's just amazing. He's he's quite off an injury. That's what kind of concerns me. But a lot of people are saying if the Cowboys move up and they get him, which would be the Cowboy thing to do. Like we wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully they don't. I don't believe they will. So and the fact that the Giants and the Eagles are drafting like offensive players, we need to draft defensive players to be able to stop that and be able to be the, our, the top dog in our division. Um, I think that's going to be the best thing for us to do. But the, with, like I said, the thing that concerns me, not concerns me, but it's kind of be like, 
I'm a fan of all the quarterbacks that are coming out. Like I'm, I like Trey Lance. I like Justin Fields. I like uh, well, Trevor Lawrence. Is not gonna, he's not landing in our division. But and then you got a uh, um, dude from BYU, uh, Zach Wilson. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks. You still got a dude from Florida. His name is Kyle Trask. He he could possi- possibly f- fall for for Washington. But there's gonna be a, one of these quarterbacks is gonna land in Washington, for, in my opinion, because they need a quarterback. And I, hopefully it's not a good quarterback, but, I mean, there's there's decent quarterbacks out there that you can get. And I think that's what they're going to go with. Even though a lot of people say they might go O-line just because of their GM and what he's done in the first round. Over the years, he always goes offensive line, offensive line, offense or defense. He never goes usually like skill players, wide, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, stuff like that. But, honestly, I think they're in need of a quarterback. And it, there's a, there's quarterbacks out there to be, ta- to be taken and... For us, Cowboys, defense is for sure what we need. And I'm pretty sure the Giants and, and the Eagles are going to go offense. They're going to try to get some receivers. So that's what makes us very, very, very prone to get a defensive player. Hopefully we get a stud out there. In my opinion, Patrick Sertain is Whoa. the guy to get, cornerback from Alabama. Yeah. We need to get this dude. If we get him two corners from Alabama, you can build around that. You can build for sure around that. And if and if there's a... If there's a heaven out there, and I'm we're blessed with hella luck, and we're able to get Joseph aside from Texas, oh my God, bro, our defense would be amazing. I mean, just with those two additions, I think that we, you can did do you, a did lot. Did you speak on Penny Solner? No, that guy would be amazing. So, so if we, if he's, we, he's 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 around number fifth. Yes. So, so that would land nice with us because off one hundred percent. Our our offensive line was. Pro Bowl um, caliber. Yeah, material. Now, not so more. Not so much. They're, they're, they're a little banged up. They're a little older. I don't think a lot of them. I mean, we have one retired on us already. At least, we have uh, one that has been dealing with a couple of injuries. Zach Martin has been on and off. That's which, big, holding the load will yeah, do that to you. Yeah. When he's there, we're good. Yeah. When he's not there, we feel it. It's a problem. So Him we, and need, we need Smith. some young some young pro guys ball, coming in. They did our Pro Bowl uh, material so that we could get the ball rolling because with that coming back, that coming back the same, you know, like uh, off, off an injury, he yeah. won't be as mobile. We need protection. We need to keep him healthy yeah. if that's what we're going to – I mean, what, what we got? What, four more years with – With Dak. With Dak, four or five? Four years. Four more years with Dak. So we have to at least in this four years try to protect him, try to uh, run, create, run the ball. Cause create holes for Zeke. Yeah. Because that's gonna be the game plan. Yeah, give him, give Dak time to see, get an opening with yeah. all these if, amazing. If we're able to do a one-two punch, where run and pass, we have we're the solid. Weapons. Yeah, we have the weapons, and I think just a couple more linemen, young linemen. Yeah, I think that would be the the one thing that people would because you said we do not need to go offense. No, but if we were to go offense line, yeah, that would be a forgiven. Yeah, like we, you would be like, okay. That's understandable. Like you didn't get defense on the in the first round, but you got a solid offensive lineman. We're good. Like okay, now let's focus on defense. I want to say oh 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 uh, offensive tackles and corners. That's how we need. That's it. Safeties maybe uh, somewhere around there. Uh, pass rush. We could we could sign some uh, undrafted linebacker. Yeah, we, Sean Lee just I mean, retired. Yeah, shout could, out my guy Sean Lee. You know he and, he served his purpose, but he served everything he, well. He was another one that kept getting injured. I mean Vanderish, and, and we I mean. They 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 they're dependable when they're there, but once they're injured, 
That's a big hole for we us. We feel it. Yeah. We feel it. And, and, and I don't like the, the criticism that Jalen Smith is getting. I, I, I hate the fact that he's just getting criticized up the ass for last year's, um, his last year's performance. Are, did he have a bad season? Yes. Can he improve? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I don't understand why people say that he's not the guy that we once saw when they were, when Vanderish and, and Jalen Smith were both healthy, when they were just flying from side to side. Bro, you don't have your other guys, so it's it's not the same. It's not the same. So the fact that he had a bad season, I think it's going to be, it should be, um, he's going to get retribu- uh, ret- retribution for what he, his last season was. So let's just be patient. Let's just be 100% patient and let's let let him work on his craft because it just just as much as we saw it, I'm pretty sure he saw it. And I'm pretty sure they put it on film and I'm, pu- I'm pretty sure he was put on notice. Like, fam, we cannot have another season like this from you. So let's just relax and we're not going to go to the to uh to the extreme of we need another linebacker and we need to get rid of him no we do need somebody to replace sean lee and we do need somebody just in case van der Esch continues to get hurt because at least our guy Jalen has been there and he's been reliable he's been uh he's been uh available and that's the good thing which is a risk because we took him when he was hurt and the, what he's become he should get enough praise for that and what he what he's done for uh, for the Cowboys and the recognition he's gotten from the league just alone should be recognized. So I think we're fine with Jalen. We just need another linebacker. Like I said, just Sean Lee just retired and Van Der Esch is coming off an injury. We don't know. It's a neck injury. So that's that's a scary thought, you know. So we need that. There's a couple of things, but like we said, offensive line, you get a, a tackle uh, for – specifically for Tyron Smith because he gets get hurt every year. So we need somebody just in case he goes down. And then just all defense. All defense. But this is going to be an amazing draft. I believe it's going to be in Cleveland. Um, and finally getting uh, the stage again. It's not going to be virtual, which virtual, it was cool just because of what we saw. It was brand new. But no, we, we need the, new, the real draft. We need environment. We need uh, uh, everybody there. It will happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. They already got it set up and everything, and it's going to be good. But like I said... A little social distancing, but it will happen. Yeah. And like I said, this is kind of like a a parenting graduation for me. Like, I'm going to love... That's why I love the draft, because I've seen these guys play for college, and I want to see where they land, and I even want to see... Everybody wants to see who the Cowboys get, because we need improvement. I'll probably watch it in my house, honestly. It's going to be on a Thursday, you know. What channel is it going to be on? Um, It's going to be on a lot. It's probably going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on NFL Network. Will it be um, on ESPN? Plus? ABC, yeah, hell yeah. Okay, yeah, most likely. So it, it's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good watch for sure. If you I'm watched and familiar with a lot of these college players, you see, which I don't understand. I'm debating whether I should go to Pluckers or watch it at my house. For for sure, uh, first round, go to Pluckers. Okay, yeah, for sure, go to Pluckers, watch it in the first round. It's nothing like watching. That was what I was supposed to do last year, but it didn't happen. But uh, we could do it this year. Hey, we could. I'm I'm debating. I might hold you on. I might hold you up to that. Um, but yeah, so like I said, um, this is going to be for sure a good, um, a good watch. Like I said, I was saying before, just before we get out of here, I don't understand for people that didn't watch college football, what do they watch? You know what I mean? Like, that's just not, I'm not, I'm not scoring. I'm not doing anything. I'm not trying to talk shit, but I'm saying like, if you don't watch college football, why do you watch the draft? Like, how do you know this player is going to be any good? Like, how do you know? Or who is getting who's getting drafted? Well, this is where? my first time watching the, the draft. 
last year was my first time first time like getting into college mm-hmm. so i'm growing onto that you're more familiar before with some that players. i wouldn't care for the, the only reason i would like even listen to a draft or anything yeah it would be because i would want to see what rookies were coming you know for the for our team the cowboys mm-hmm. so then i'll do my research after that but i didn't know anything going into the draft right because i'll be like, all right well, they drafted this guy let me see what he let me see if he's gonna be a good addition or if he's a waste of money or a waste of time for us what now? What about the the the, the players getting drafted on our rival side? Like, yeah, you and don't now, understand now that I, some of these players. Yeah, now that I started watching college, I'm like, okay, now this guy got something. You know, he's gonna he's 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 about to be on their side. Yeah, we're gonna have to watch for him. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see. I and can't... then also for fantasy football, fantasy football starts uh, when NFL starts. And do you want to sometimes know who's new that might be a good backup whenever your starter? Uh, player goes out, so somebody that probably somebody doesn't keep up with will be a good addition. Um, when, for for those that do fantasy football, yeah, for sure. I was trying to um, I was trying to look at um, the the receivers for for uh, Clemson. There's a receiver from Clemson that is coming out of the uh, of the draft. But I cannot remember that's getting uh completely uh slept on. But I cannot remember what his name is. But I, I don't see him on here. I was trying to see um the receivers for, for the twenty twenty class and I can't oh, Cornell Powell. That's him. Cornell Powell, uh wide receiver. Now if you get him, that's gonna be a guy that you kind of uh don't uh I haven't heard too much about, but he was a part of the Clemson team that was in the in the college football playoff that well, they lost to to Ohio State. But even what's what's the dude's name? Rager Rager from mm-hmm. Philadelphia. He came out of TCU, mm-hmm. so he's a guy out there doing it. People don't know if you don't watch a lot of TCU football, but if you watched him like I did, because he was kicking our ass a lot of the times. How do you feel about Trayvon Morrig? I've never heard of him. He's a safety out of TCU, and he's uh, going out top twenty. So, somebody to look out for. There's a lot of players to look out for. There's for definitely sure. a lot of players, and me, I'm always interested in Texas players. Yeah, especially for me, be- Texas, Florida, Alabama. They're just I want to say they're just uh, always solid players that you know put in work. Yeah, and I like to see uh, the Big Twelve. Yeah, because it's what is Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Texas, Texas Tech, TCU. It, it could be somebody that you bumped into at the mall or the grocery at one point in your life, and yeah. now they're on now TV. They're, yeah, for sure. So that's what I'm saying. So the NFL draft, for me, it's it's a good watch for sure. I want to see who we end up getting and all the, the players that I've seen over the years um, get drafted and finally start their professional career. Hopefully they become successful as a, a, a professional football player and finally get some money because a lot of these players weren't getting paid, and they're not going to be uh, fortunate enough to go – uh, under that uh, rule where they're going to say, well, college players get paid. Well, you know, they're going to start getting paid now. Yeah. So they are not. They weren't fortunate enough to be blessed with that opportunity to be getting money while they were in college. And so now they're going to finally see their first so big paychecks. So are now, in, with the new, the new laws going on with college, mm-hmm. um, are they going to be getting paid like contracts or is it going to be based upon sales? It's going to be based on their uh, recruiting. Okay. If you're a five-star that's like the best. If you're a five-star uh, recruit, 
you're gonna get the most because you're very you're yeah. you're you're very uh you're highly desirable yeah okay. yeah for sure and if you, you know it goes down okay four star three star uh, there's a certain pay gap between yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. everybody so if you're a, a five-star recruit you're gonna be paid the most uh, so that's how it is. And that'll go. be for their whole uh, college career. Yeah, as long as you're there. That's so which is which is good. That's good. You know, um, you get something while you're there, and you're getting benefit. They're going to be selling. Finally, we're going to be able to buy college player jerseys, which is going to be amazing. I love it. So I finally get to get some Texas Longhorn uh, college player jerseys, which would be which is what I've been wanting for years. But they don't have it because they can't sell. Yeah. Um, you cannot you cannot do that. So for sure. College football, I mean college football, NFL draft on Thursday, tomorrow. And um, Andy Ruiz on Saturday. Andy Ruiz on Saturday. Let us know what you thought about the USC 261 and Pablo's ridiculous take on Masvidal. And tell me if you agree. But I'm, like I said, I don't agree. I don't know if you agree. But, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. We'll catch you on next week. Take it easy, man. One love.